You are about to listen to Where Your Treasure Is, the podcast where faith and finance meet. Please note that the views expressed are our own and in no way represent any form of financial advice. And remember, investments can go down as well as up. Happy listening. I am delighted to tell you that this episode of Where Your Treasure Is is a first. It's our first ever outside guest. Simon, who do you think we're going to have on today? You can't ask me that because I've been involved deeply in the process already. It could be anybody, but I know who it is. And he's a man who I greatly respect for the work he does in the charity sector for Christians, for non-Christians, but specifically in the finance space as well. So I'll let you do the big reveal, Ben. Who is our faith and finance special guest for today's bonus episode? You've already given it away. You said, I'll let you do the big reveal, Ben. I didn't. It's Benjamin Clift. I said Bex. I totally said Bex. You're not listening appropriately at all. Ben Clift. Nice to have you here, Ben. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your lovely podcast. Kind words. It's a joy to have you here. So, Ben, why are you here? What do you do in your day job? I am a debt centre manager with a charity called CAP. So I'm employed by the local church, but work with a larger UK-wide charity providing debt help, basically, is the summary of it. And I manage a centre, which means I'm managing people who are getting debt help, but also the people that are helping. We call them debt coaches. And so what does your average day look like in that capacity? My role is very varied. I could be meeting a client, either someone who's a new client, so we're meeting them for the first time, but someone who's struggling with debt or someone who we've met with a few times and they're along the journey of becoming debt-free. I could be meeting with a referral agency, so that could be a food bank or that could be some sort of other social outreach that is coming into contact with people who could be in debt and then they could refer people towards us. Or I could be doing some training or I could be doing some sort of other publicity. So doing a press release or letting someone know that there is help out there for people who are struggling with debt. So I know, Ben, that you're based pretty locally to us, Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire. Is CAP just a local charity or how far does it cover nationally? And and how might someone actually get involved or finding a local CAP if they want to know more about the services available to them? Yeah, so CAP is a UK-wide charity, so massive, hundreds of debt centres and and other branches as well, based originally in Bradford in the north of England, but now all over the UK, from Inverness right down to Devon and Cornwall and those places in the southwest. So there's probably one near most people in the UK. CAP as a charity has also international branches as well, so there's Australia, New Zealand as well. We have a website. In the UK, it's capuk.org, so people can shove in a postcode and see what is available near them. And there's a free phone number. If someone is really struggling with debt, they could call up and get help straight away and have a meeting with someone soon who's nearby local to them. And that model actually of having the support of a UK-wide bigger charity, but being able to be really local and near physically to someone to meet them face-to-face, we found works really, really well. We can use the clout of a big charity, of big financial advice and big government lobbying and and all the stuff that comes with a giant charity, but we're based through the local church in the local area so we can meet people face to face and really have a good grasp of what's relevant to someone in their local area, their local context. That combination of the kind of strategic and resource pool 
combined with the local element just sounds absolutely key and really one of the most exciting things about CAP's mission. And so the reason or one of the many reasons that we wanted to have you on today is because in the Where Your Treasure Is podcast, we are looking at where faith and finance meet. And as we've been discussing this, we really felt that CAP also had a very similar mission or we had overlap in that space. So could you tell us a little bit about how CAP treats and understands money from a biblical perspective while also giving clients or people you come into contact with information about how to secure and strengthen their finances? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So I think CAP would align very much with what you guys are saying here, partly because you've quoted Jesus. So Jesus has said something about money. So yeah, we should follow that. And we do. We're a Christian charity. It's in our name. It's the first word of our name that we're following Jesus. So absolutely, we'd agree that money is just a tool. It's a thing. It has some power. It's important, but it's not absolutely everything. We'd also say as a charity, we'd agree that what it says in the Bible, that debt isn't God's best for people, that the fact that someone can owe someone and that be an issue is not what God intended, that there can be conflict there and stress and that that can affect someone. Yeah, we often talk about the phrase jubilee from the Old Testament, that concept of ideally every so often, it's various times throughout the Old Testament, but every so often debts are wiped and any kind of oldness or slavery is refreshed and stopped and started again. And that ideally would be the best thing. It may be owing as a part of how people interact with each other financially, but for that to be a problem and a burden on people is not God's best. And so we, as CAP, want to be part of bringing God's kingdom in that. So trying to join in with God's best, what God's best looks like in the world, which would be people not in unmanageable debt and people not struggling with being able to manage their finances. So yeah. Part of CAP's remit would be to see an end to poverty. We are Christians against poverty. That's why we do what we do. We do not exclusively meet with Christians and help Christians. That's just who we are and why we do what we do. But definitely would agree with you guys about how money is important, but not the most important thing. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Ben. In my capacity as a regulated financial advisor, I end up spending a lot of my time talking to people who have got enough money and sometimes more than enough money. So you and I sometimes operate at very opposite ends of the scale. And one of the purposes of the Where Your Treasure Is podcast is for me, with Bex's help, to share some of my expertise and knowledge with those who could never really afford to pay for a financial planner because we're blooming expensive. And I know that my advice can make a difference to people's lives, but I'm guessing that I'm going to use this word advisedly now because when I give advice, it falls under a whole stack of regulations. When, when you give advice, actually, you're making probably a very big difference in people's lives, but in a very different way than me. So could you give me an idea? How would you and other CAP, are they, are they counselors? Are they mentors and, and center managers? How do they make a difference in people's lives. And you've talked a few times about this idea of being debt-free. Is that the goal that you're trying to, to achieve? Mm, great. I think there's, yeah, there's a couple of things there. Initially, in terms of the kind of advice, 
what's great about Cap's model for us is that I personally am not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not FCA accredited. I don't do the the scary stuff. I am what's called an agent. That's the financial conduct authority language in, in my role in the whole thing. So we have an amazing team of financial advisors at head office, debt advisors who do all that kind of stuff and create budgets for people and release people into understanding what's coming in and what needs to go out and a plan to become debt free. They create a budget for people. We love a budget. And people find freedom in budget, even though they think that that's a scary thing and they would never work for their lifestyle. Actually, to know that I have X amount to spend on food and X amount to spend on everything else is really helpful. There are obviously many more categories than just those two things. And so, yes, one of our goals is to see people become debt-free and we aim to have a suitable option for every single person who joins us as a client to become debt-free. That could look like something quite quick or it could look like many, many years of living on a tight budget and paying off and paying off and paying off. But ultimately, that is a solution for most of the people that we speak to. We also know that there's a much deeper thing that we can offer as Christians, which is a relationship with Jesus. And so at every meeting, we offer to pray with a client. We don't force that on anyone. And we're totally okay if someone says no thanks or even no in a less polite way is totally fine. And that does not affect the quality of service that we give them. But we would love to see people understand or experience a deeper level of being debt-free, of hope, of a vision of the future, which looks like a relationship with Jesus. So we want to support them practically, and that's what we lead with. We're against poverty, but we also would love people to come to know Jesus as well. And we never push that on people. That's not a prerequisite or something that changes the kind of service we give, but we would love that to happen. Yeah. And you may or may not be able to answer this question, so please feel free to say no. But could you give us an idea of some of the practical outworkings of that vision? So, for example, have you seen many clients go debt free? Have you seen God answer prayers in a significant way? What does that look like on the ground? Uh, Yeah, a brilliant question. So both those things we have experienced since our centre has been open, which has been about six years. We have seen 31 individuals go debt free. Amazing. That's also children and, and other people wrapped up with those households, but 31 adults, individuals, which is incredible. And so 31 is a great number, but those are 31 people who were in some sort of debt before. Debt has this horrible ability to affect way more than just a number in someone's bank account or in a credit card statement or something. It's money, right? So it affects people's sleep, people's mental health, their relationships, their thoughts about the future, their thoughts about themselves. So that's 31 people who are not in that same place. Stuff's not perfect and they're not 100%, but they are debt-free now. As a charity, we are proud that many of our clients stay debt-free after they go debt-free. That's partly to do with the way that we present a budget and support our clients through becoming debt-free. We want to help them understand why a budget is important and work with them to create a budget that fits them and they can understand and actually live with rather than just doing a quick fix and we're here, you're debt free, see ya. And then they don't have those money management skills to hand. In terms of answers to prayer, yeah, absolutely. I'd say the the majority is people feeling a sense of peace, really. They have come to CAP and called up CAP, which is a huge deal for someone to call up someone else and say, I'm struggling with something, I need help, is an amazing thing to do and a really hard thing to do. 
So we try and lead with, well done, you've done something amazing here. And so often we'd offer to pray that someone would experience God's peace in what is a horribly all-consuming and really, really tough situation for lots of people. And we've had lots of people say, wow, I haven't felt peace in months or years or even longer than that. We've had some other cool stories of people who have asked for prayer for other stressful things in their lives that have maybe been also affecting them and God's moved in those as well. And we've seen some people healed, much improved medically than they were before. And we've seen people get jobs, which is really encouraging and really helpful for their journey out of debt. Relationships improved, all that kind of stuff. I want to protect people's privacy by not sharing details, but yeah, loads of good stuff. That's just awesome, Ben. I can imagine this transition that's somehow taking place between that first phone call to CAP and I can imagine the nervousness with which people do that and somehow then one day being at peace in relationship with Jesus, debt-free, in a job, having a family that is somehow being fed and clothed, that kind of stuff. But this thought comes to mind. Some people must be really nervous about adding one more layer to their financial complication. In comes the bill. They don't want to open it. They're too scared. They don't know how to communicate with the council tax, the mortgage people, the rent, the the utility bills, all sorts of financial institutions with which I'm really comfortable. But for most people, it's a scary thing. So from a practical point of view, how does someone like you help them? Do you get involved in that or do you just give them the advice and guidance and off they go and do it themselves? What a great question, because absolutely, there's so much jargon, isn't there? And words that people use that make sense to, like you said, Simon, a financial planner, but not most other people. And so, yeah, I think that would be a kind of unique selling point of CAP and CAP's work with people who are needing debt help is that we meet face to face. So we offer home appointments, which means we can come into someone's home and see in person physically the pile of bills or the carrier bag full of letters that are unopened and sit with that person and open those letters and go through that with them. Another part of that is an option that we give to some clients, which is to give them some free post envelopes. So if it is too much of a deal to open a letter, that's too much stress and it's affecting them, then they can pop an unopened letter into a free post envelope with their client number on it and post it to Bradford and then someone will open it for them. Not many clients use that, but for some clients that is a real lifeline. As soon as someone comes on board as a CAP client, they can call up the head office so they can speak directly themselves to a debt advisor as part of our CAP team. Even just knowing that that's there can be really assuring for some people, mixed with the fact that they have someone locally who can speak to them and go through it together. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not a debt advisor, so I understand some of the things, but I don't have answers to some of them, and I shouldn't have answers to some of them because that's not my role, but I can sit with them and go through that with them and ask the questions on their behalf, and that is often assuring enough for lots of our clients. And do CAP then get involved in almost negotiating with perhaps the companies they owe money to? and trying to work out a debt repayment schedule or even waiving some of that debt. Is that part of the process? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is part of the process. So the client gives CAP authority to act on their behalf. And so as part of the process, CAP can speak to creditors, whatever they may look like, and renegotiate a payment plan. 
in most cases, the creditors would rather get something back than nothing. So they're very keen to work with a kind of established debt help charity in order to get some of their costs back rather than nothing, which has often been the case for lots of our clients who haven't been paying anything or have been paying very little. So yeah, absolutely. And even that, the thought of picking up a phone, calling, which in itself might cost, it takes time to renegotiate something. When you don't even understand the letter that you've received because it's 10 pages long full of financial jargon and contracts, that can be a huge deal for a client. Yeah, absolutely. I feel quite emotional just hearing you talk about that and explaining how you both practically but emotionally support people. And what really comes out is the fact you're not just pursuing financial freedom, but freedom in every area of people's lives. And to know that that is not just happening locally, but is mirrored across the UK and even further afield is just remarkable. And I think one of the things that comes across so clearly is the dignity that you as an organisation treat people with. And so it's just so encouraging to know that that is out there and that there are people doing that incredibly important work. Just to set this episode in a bit of time context, we don't know when you're listening to it. But right now, we are recording in early October 2022. And if there is one thing we can say about this moment in time, it's that we are living in a time of huge financial uncertainty. We see inflation rates are rising, the cost of living is going up, the war in Ukraine is contributing to global supply issues with fuel and food prices all over the place. And on top of that, there is also a huge amount of turbulence in British politics and in mortgage rates. You both said earlier that you almost work on opposite ends of the client scale. So could you both explain a little bit about how these kind of vague, abstract global concepts are affecting your clients on either end of the scale? Yeah, I'd happily go first. I think the language that I've heard used quite a lot, maybe by politicians or news broadcasters, is the word squeeze, right? People are being squeezed in terms of what they're spending their money on. Their money is going less far and things are more expensive and bills are increasing and there's uncertainty. And so I think the squeeze for people who might be on a lower income or in some sort of financial hardship already The squeeze means that the buffer that they have is very small and therefore the squeeze means that they are being squeezed into spending more than they have or getting out more credit or defaulting on certain payments. And so we've seen maybe even in the last year, but definitely in the last few months, people struggling more and more to resist that squeeze basically and that squeeze is pushing people into unmanageable debt. I think what I've said so far in this episode about people meeting CAP and coming along and having a few meetings and then going debt-free and their lives being markedly different works if the budget balances and they have an option that is suitable. But over the last year, we have seen lots of people who are actually in a negative budget, which again, feels like a jargony thing. But that means that what we're saying is even if they were to have all of their debts wiped immediately there would still be going forward less money coming in than is going out, whether that's because of the benefits that they're receiving aren't enough or just because their bills are so increased. 
And so we have seen people go debt free through some sort of bankruptcy and then almost immediately, you know, within one week or two weeks, be straight back into debt again because their budget has swung already into the negative. And that's not due to their irresponsibility or losing money or being scammed or anything. It's literally because the amount of money that they need to spend on food and a roof over their heads is more money than they are getting in whatever income that looks like, which I think is quite crazy. And as we look forward to the nights getting colder and and all that kind of stuff, it feels like that might only get worse. We don't want that to be the case, but it's a it's a crazy time. From from my point of view at the other end of the spectrum, a lot of what you're saying there, Ben, actually resonates really strongly. So you spoke about having a budget, a balanced budget, where you have at least as much coming in as going out. Now, it sometimes surprises people to hear that the wealthy, and obviously wealth is a very relative term, whoever feels wealthy to you in your circumstance, can just as easily have an unbalanced budget. I'm thinking about people who have bought big houses because they had a decent amount of income, maybe two incomes and no kids, and have a big mortgage, and then suddenly find something happens. It might be expected. Uh, They have a child or two children. One of the parents doesn't work full-time anymore, and their income reduces, but they haven't got the capacity to absorb that reduction. Interest rates go up, and suddenly their mortgage cost is higher than it used to be, or their energy bills for a big house or for a big car, for example. It could be that one of them loses a job due to redundancy or due to illness or accident and the income drops. And suddenly people who were in a very comfortable position find themselves in that same uncomfortable position. And I want to say that for some of them, the same feelings of fear and anxiety and guilt come in because they think that they should be able to cope and they don't want to talk to people because they don't want to reveal that they haven't made good financial decisions in the past. And although I know that they're probably much, much more resilient than the average CAP client, the same principles that you would teach, Ben, are the same things that I would teach people to get themselves on a good financial footing before worrying about, as Bex and I have spoken about in the past, then getting your emergency fund built up, then having some savings, then thinking about your pension, then thinking about investments. These things are up the scale. You've got to start with a budget and maybe even for some people, things like health insurance or life insurance to protect you when things go wrong. And for many, these are luxuries. Absolutely. But what comes to mind, Ben, is there must be a whole group of people who don't need to become cap clients. They're not yet in unmanageable debt, but there must be some wisdom in the cap process, which would be valuable to those kind of people. Is there something like that? Yes, there is. Absolutely. Cap, as well as doing debt help, run what they call the money course. So pretty early on in their story of trying to help people with debt, they realized that they could do a preemptive, let's get some money management skills out there, and then that should prevent people getting into debt. And so they run a money course, again, through the local church, but in no way exclusively for Christians. So that information about when that is and where that might be will be on CAP's website. But that's going to teach skills like budgeting, money management, all that kind of stuff, and actually gives you access to a free online budget spreadsheet already pre-populated with all the formula and the confusing things, which is gold and really helpful. 
And I can definitely testify to the power of the cat money course. I did it as a student. I was already sitting at the bottom of my overdraft and didn't know how to get out of that because I felt like it was my money and now I'd spent it all. And so actually the money coming in was never going to get me out of that place. But by using the budgeting tool, I just find that such a helpful way to be able to break that down and be able to pay it off little by little before it incurred huge costs. And one of the things that's really struck me in this conversation is that both of you have spoken about feelings of shame or guilt or almost unworthiness linked to money and financial situations. And so my slightly abstract question to you is, if Jesus was speaking to people who felt like this about money, who it was stirring up huge emotional responses towards that topic, what do you think he would want to say to them? I love a deep, profound question from Bex. Uh, I'll go first with this one. I reckon Jesus would say something like, to my kind of clients especially, don't put your trust in money. Money does not provide the security that you think it does. And we've spoken about this many times. It's a thing. It's a tool. You use it. You don't depend on it. Jesus would say, depend on me. And let's be good stewards, love stewardship, stewards of what God has given you. And that applies to everybody across the financial scale. Don't depend on money, depend on Jesus, be good stewards of what God has given you. Ben, what would you add to that? Yeah, a brilliant answer. I think I would add that Jesus might cook them a meal as well. Some of the clients that I see haven't had a proper meal. And by proper meal, I mean a nutritional, warm, balanced diet sort of meal because they haven't been able to. They might have been getting food from a food pantry or a food bank, which might consist of some tin stuff or some microwave stuff. So the idea of a practical, hey, I know this is hard. Let's sit down, eat a meal and speak about it and speak about the other things. I think similar to what Simon, you were saying there, that money is a tool and can affect some aspects of your physical life, but there is way more. So maybe let's laugh or let's find something that you can see that you're grateful for in your life. And again, not to trivialize their situation that they're really struggling with money and money's extremely tight and they're stressed about it. And I'm sure he'd want to speak into that and reassure them and bring them peace and comfort, put it into perspective maybe a little bit as well. That's good. It is good stuff. I can imagine that there'll be some people listening to this who are thinking, you know what, I'm probably never going to need the services of CAP, but sounds like they do a good job. And maybe because they're listening to this kind of podcast, they're thinking, oh, I love a debt relief charity that is also speaking the word of Jesus into people's lives. They're freeing people from financial debt, but also from some of the spiritual and emotional debt that we get ourselves into. For those kind of people who maybe don't need CAPS services, how can they get involved? Clearly, I guess you're a charity, so there must be some opportunity to give. But what other ways are there for people to, to support the work of CAP or other debt charities? I think I'd like to push back a little bit there and say that there isn't a typical quote-unquote cap client and that we definitely see people who are homeowners and have bigger incomes than what you might expect. Actually, if someone is struggling with debt and they're finding that unmanageable, then cap is absolutely an option for them in terms of some free, non-judgmental, impartial financial advice to do with debt help. So I guess first, that's an invitation to say CAP's not just for someone who's claiming benefits, but could be for absolutely anyone who's struggling with unmanageable debt. 
if unmanageable debt isn't a problem for you, then there's loads of other ways that you could support CAP in centres, so in our centre here, but in centres all over the UK, we have an amazing team of volunteers. So these are people who, again, are not financial advisors or debt advisors, but are people who have some free time to go along with a debt coach to an appointment. So either to someone's house or to a neutral location to meet with them, to hear their story, to ask them questions, to make them laugh, to reassure them and to be there. And so there's a team of volunteers that people would be very welcome to join. So I'd say speak to someone if you know that someone's involved. CAP is a charity that is supported by the local church, by individuals in the local church. And so you could give to CAP. CAP are able to offer free debt advice to people. And that's only possible because people give. Again, details of that are on CAP's website, which is capuk, so capuk.org. There are campaigns as well. So because CAP is a wider UK charity, they are able to put together certain campaigns to champion people who wouldn't normally have a voice. So currently we have a campaign where we are encouraging people to populate a form and write to Liz Truss, the Prime Minister, currently in the middle of October in 2022, just to say, hey, thank you for putting in place some help for people with their energy bills over the winter, but we're seeing that that's not going to be enough. We need more. And so that's a great way that someone could practically get involved. Sometimes that'll look like writing to your MP, but at the moment that's what that looks like. It's on our website as well. And Lastly, pray, definitely pray that we would see people transformed from being in debt, being stressed and suicidal and with broken relationships and hungry and cold to people becoming debt-free and further along the journey and all of those things. And pray that people will come to know Jesus as well. We know that becoming debt-free is amazing and can change your life but that only affects what's happening here on earth. And actually a relationship with Jesus is going to affect you forever and ever. So definitely pray for that and pray for our volunteers, our team that are meeting people and pray for the clients, the people that we're meeting with as well. That would be amazing. Ben, thank you so much for being our first guest on the Where Your Treasure Is podcast. You have been part of the treasure uh, and we thank you so much for the work that you do for your centre team, both employed and volunteers, for the wider work of CAP. Um, we're passionate about bringing together a conversation about faith and finance, and you've done that superbly. So anybody listening, whether you have a question in terms of some of the points Ben has made, specific to CAP, to managing debt, to how we can support and get involved, please do feel free to email us on where your treasure is at freerangepodcasting.co.uk or via Instagram at where your treasure is podcast or give us it one more time Ben what is the cap uk website please it's just that cap uk so c a p u k dot o r g dot org and just before we formally say goodbye, Simon, I just wondered if you would be happy to lead us in prayer for CAP and for the work that they're doing. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, if you're not driving your car, please feel free to close your eyes if that is your thing. If not, let's just pray. Lord, thank you so much for the work of CAP, for the many employees and volunteers, for those who are helping people get out of unmanageable debt and even more so 
introducing them to you or bringing them further on in their relationship with you. I want to pray for Ben and his team, for all the clients they're currently working with, for those that are going to get in touch in the future. Lord, would you do the miracles that sometimes only you can do? Would you bring your peace, which we know transcends understanding? And would you bring freedom, not just from financial fear, but freedom from so many other things as well? In your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 So good. Well, Ben, it's been an absolute treat. It's been such a privilege to just get a little bit of an insight into what you as a charity do. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an honour. And we will be back very, very soon. But for now, we will say goodbye and we will see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by Free Range Podcasting. Let us take you where you and your podcast want to go.